Promises to engage listeners in objective conversations and share scriptural truth that transcends one's emotions, personal opinions, and preferences as a means to provide practical solutions and answers to real issues that affect real people by discussing a variety of diverse topics and provide thought-provoking answers to questions that we thought we knew the answers to. I just want to talk about stuff people don't want to talk about nowadays. I want to address the elephants in the room. I want to be thought-provoking, open-minded. We on the air like here we go. Just looking like at what just happened. I don't know what happened. That was me pulling out my old 80s, man. That's what happened when I let Pudge do the intro. Welcome. (laughs) We're going to keep it, go. We're going to keep it. We're going to keep it. I wish I could sum my face. (laughs) Oh, man. Welcome to Crosstalk, man. We got a a, a great topic. This one, well, the topic is a good topic. It's called uh, Grounds for Divorce. Divorce itself is not a good topic, but I'm talking about the conversation we're about to have is a great topic because that's something people uh, seem to um, have different reasons for divorce. You know, in this country, you see a lot of divorce over a lot of different things, falling out of love, um, abuse, cheating, all kinds of different things. So we went to the we went to the listeners and asked the listeners, what do they think grounds of divorce should be? You know, then we're going to hear what they had to say, and then we're going to go into some of the scriptures, and we're just going to have a great open-minded discussion about it. Pudge, you want to go first, man? I know you got a bunch of comments on your post when you when you ask the question. Yeah, man, I got um, <clears throat> you know, uh, I asked, I asked her, I said, uh, what are some valid reasons for divorce? And you know, excuse me, <clears throat> you know, we got um, for the most part, majority of people that responded said uh, any type of abuse, verbal abuse, physical abuse, mental abuse, you know, just that word abuse. Period <clears throat> was um a whole. And then uh, you had a lot of people that said, you know, not faithful, not being faithful and, and constant cheating, you know. So those were pretty much the basic out of all the answers. Um, I want to read off 
some people who gave, you know, different, you know, kind of answers. Uh, one person said drugs without admitting addiction. Okay. And that's, um, I think that's pretty good. You know, it's almost like that person was saying, um, like, if you on drugs, I'm not going to walk away from you because you on it. I'm not going to give up on you. You know, say I'm here to stay with you and help you, but you not even admitting that you have an addiction it means they can't even work on the problem together. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah, I get that. Stays in the form of of denial. And um, one person said because people don't feel fail to realize whatever you do to get that woman or that man, you got to do what you got to do to keep that man or woman to compromise in a relationship. I, I think she's saying that's the cause for divorce, not necessarily a reason. I, I mean, that's something. You know, people say, you know, whatever you did to keep her, whatever you did in the beginning, you got to continuously do. I think that's, I don't think that's reason to divorce him, but I think that's what lead, might lead to further problems and eventually lead into divorce. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, so one, one person says, repeating the same mistake over and over again. Example, cheating, lying, abuse. It's no longer a mistake if done more than once. That's just who you are right now. You don't have a desire to change your bad behavior. That's, that's pretty good. That's a tough one. That is. And, um... And, uh, you know, of course, you heard you had a lot of cheating. And then, you know, I have what I call Bible thumpers, you know, that that's on my, my wall where every single, you know, whatever it is, they, they pertain to the Bible with it, which you're supposed to do. There's nothing absolutely. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just that in this world we live in, the reality is, is everybody doesn't believe in God. One and people who do and some who don't don't even follow um, yeah, what he says in the word about it, about the vow. So, um, but what, what, what did you have though, Step? Man, I had you had some, a lot of people that responded yeah, as well. Yeah, I had a lot of people that responded. I had some. I mean, a lot of things you said. Uh, some of the same things you said. Cheating. Uh, one person said cheating. Period. Because it's your safety that's at risk. So many cheaters bring home STDs. One person said that. Mm. I had somebody said for stealing, and I wanted to address that one. Stealing? Yeah, stealing. Stealing <laughs> from your spouse. You know, because I, I thought it was kind of funny. Like, wow, like she's stealing his chips, she's stealing his fries. But my wife brought something to me. Like, well, if they're married, how are you steal from your spouse? If y'all won, y'all sharing the whole pot. How can you steal from your spouse? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing. I don't know. I don't know how you steal from your spouse. I'm assuming unless you taking money and putting it somewhere else, or taking somebody's clothes and don't. I don't know how you steal from your spouse because y'all supposed to be one. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess. I don't Unless know. you rob him at gunpoint, that would that would be the cause of yeah, concern too. Or, I don't or, know. Or man, the, the the things that I have seen in this world, you have people that have, you know, come together by way of being criminals. Yeah. And they, you know, they they met. They both were thieves. One ain't a thief no more. The other one's still struggling. <laughs> that, with it. Okay, that could be it. Okay, so everybody said che- everybody said cheating, of course, or most people said cheating. I had someone say. um Many reasons, they, of course, they said, one person said not being in love is one, and he says grounds for divorce, and he and he used scriptures. He said, remember, God had to divorce Israel. Mm-hmm. And I want to come back to that one with some scriptures later, because that, that was a unique answer. I haven't had anyone like that, any answer like that before on here. But that's pretty much mine, too. They said the same thing. You know, uh, some people said there was no grounds for divorce based on the scripture. Mm-hmm. Some said, uh, of course, Christ said that you can get a divorce if your spouse is cheating. Right. But that's all I had, man. Just those are the only ones I had. And I have people take a little bit further. You know, God's our father. And, you know, um, stay, you know, if we abuse him by our actions. So stay in an abusive marriage. That's kind of what they used to say. That, and that was kind of weird to me, mm-hmm. too. That's, yeah, that's, you know, that's a peculiar answer. Yeah. I will call and, that. And uh, so we'll, like I said, we'll address it, what people said. And we'll talk about the scriptures to support, you know, what the scriptures say. You know, at the end of the day, 
hands down, I still believe in the scriptures. You know, yeah. Christian or not, I still believe in the scriptures. And that's what I'm basing my answers off of because we're supposed to yield to the scriptures, not the other way around, twisting to fit our opinion. Right. And even, I have to be honest, man, you know, even going into this, I had my own opinion of what I thought. Like, okay, yeah, I can see this, 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 and this. And after reading the scriptures, even after reading the scriptures, my, my own views have changed. Yeah. yeah. And uh, my accountability is like, wow, God, okay, okay, I hear what you're saying. And, I, and no matter, and even... Even as people try to do this, okay, let's look at the Hebrew version of the word. Let's look at the Greek version. Let's make right. sure we're understanding this thing. Let's look at this. And every loophole I try to find, I did not find any loopholes Yeah, other than what we talked about. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm diving at a little bit later. I want yeah. you to uh, get to read some more of your responses. So so I have one real interesting one. And she says abandon, abandonment and cheating. And she actually gave two scriptures to back that up. It's, you know, And one is Matthew 1 and one in nineteen, because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law, and yet did not want to expose her to the public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. Mm-hmm. That was one. The other one she has First Corinthians seven eleven through thirteen. But if she does, she must remain unmarried or else be reconciled to her husband, mm-hmm. and her husband must not divorce his wife. To the rest, I say this: I, not the Lord, if any brother has a wife. Who is not a believer, and she is willing to live with. Uh, <clears throat> that's all she got. But okay, I, I actually had that scripture too. I'm going through a lot of this. Now hold on. Too. Now this is what she actually. Uh, now her comment after that was, and I really think it's a really good comment. She put, "There's a lot of subject on on divorce in the world that we don't follow because we're selfish beings by nature, our sinful nature." But I truly believe that marriage is sacred and forever. And yeah. this only my opinion. I think he hates it because all the pain and hurt it causes each other, the children and the relatives. That is that is so very yeah. true. <clears throat> Divorce affects so many people, even the friends that watch you suffer depression and heartbreak. I'm going through a divorce and I've never endured such pain. I still love my ex-husband and I don't think I will ever stop loving him. Yet I give to the Lord and he comforts me and my refuge. I hate divorce so much. Wow. That's deep. And I agree a hundred percent with her, man. I do. But the one thing I I didn't see though, the scripture, she said abandonment. I didn't see any scripture that supported the abandonment. I didn't see what it it supported either. You know, I just wanted to point out, but these were, Mm -hmm. she said abandonment, cheating, then gave those two scriptures. I think she meant abandonment and cheating because that is what her now ex-husband was doing. Okay. And those scriptures were scriptures to be like, he's supposed to not abandon him and the children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I understand that. Well, um, that's, that's it. I mean, I don't have any other, um, well, weird comments those, though yeah. I was trying to find the weird ones the ones that really stood because I, I mean we had both roughly 200 comments between both of our pages and um, most of the comments were real synonymous abuse cheating and yeah. stuff like that Yeah. but uh, you know I do want I do want to talk on this a little bit more though because you know there's a lot of stuff people saying we're a, lot, a lot of times we're taught certain things like falling out of love and fall, you know and that's the reason for divorce so you're just not happy anymore and stuff like that mm-hmm. and a lot of the uh, the responses I saw in here as far as the abuse and stuff like that you got people saying even if you're getting abused you need to stay in the marriage or mm-hmm. um, you know God will protect you everything works out for your good and I think I think each even with the Bible you have to read it with wisdom and understanding I'm not, I'm not trying to twist it or anything like that but mm-hmm. there's circumstances where you need to leave and I'm going to talk about that but what I think a lot of it boils down to at the very beginning is we have to understand the importance of a vow. Like, that's mm-hmm. a promise. Like, right. you're a promise in marriage. It's supposed to be a, a, a permanent thing. And as we grow in this world and, 
you know, I guess experience more worldly influence, it becomes less and less. I mean, because you got a lot of people that's divorced. You got a lot of people that's on their third or fourth marriage. They make it, and Hollywood makes it a joke, mm-hmm. you know, and you see that. And it's like, but you promised for the rest of your life. That's a covenant. That's a bond that's not easily, should not be easily broken. Although we break it, God, I still think God holds us accountable for that. You know, you're going to sit up there in the altar, promise the person you're going to marry in front of God as your witness to do these things, and then you give up. And it's like, what people forget, and I know y'all hear this all the time, it's like, through sickness, through health, through better, for worse. Everybody thinks about the better, but they don't forget, they always forget about the worse. And worse can be depression. Worse can be the drug addiction. Worse can be the the, the affair. Right, right. You know, um, also, you know, that divorce is not the original intent. I mean, that was not the original goal. Christ talked about it. He said it's permissible if someone has cheated, but that doesn't mean just because someone cheats, that's automatic deal breaker as a, I mean, marriage ender. Yes, it's damaging. Yes, it's hurtful. Yes, it's divisive. Yes, it's wrong. But that doesn't always mean that's the end. I know several marriages that are recovered from affairs. Mm-hmm. You know, so that doesn't mean, oh, she cheated, so we're done. That's it, hands down. Um, and that's, see, see that's, that's, that's the tricky part, though, because... That's how they did it in the Bible. Like there was yeah. no second chance. Like yeah. if you got caught cheating, that was it. They like, stoned you, know? you, right? Yeah. Yeah, you know. So so it's like, <clears throat> but that's one of those things where I just feel like I'm not. I can't say for a fact, but I feel like that was not even God's intentions for it, it, it to wasn't. be so quick to divorce someone. You know, if if they, you know, saying it was infidelity or you know, saying adultery or something mm-hmm. like that. Well, Christ said he only said that because their hearts were hardened. He only, he only said that. Cause that's the only reason he gave the adultery part. Mm-hmm. You know, because their hearts were already hardened. And, but that tells you right there, that's not his original intent. It's not like, okay, adultery is just an automatic deal breaker. It's, it's a legal reason, biblically, to divorce. But it's nothing like, well, to boil down to, I mean, it, that's to each his own with the, with the adultery thing. I can get with right. people, if somebody cheat, I can get with that because God says it. But it's like, if you're both believers... Things do happen, you know, unfortunately, but it's like you're still trying to operate in that love and forgiveness. And the Bible, and someone said that repeat, and I get the repeated thing, but the Bible says if your brother sins against you, you know, 70 times 70, you're supposed to forgive. I don't say forgive and stay there, but I'm saying mm-hmm. there still is hope. If, like, the person is done repenting and they're trying to, you know, they're not trying to cheat on you again, things happen. I think you can work, I definitely think you can work through. I've seen it happen. Right. But, you know, but. You know, because I've said stuff like, if this ever happened, I'm going to leave. And, you know, you know. but at the end of the day, it's like, I think, for me, it, it as I grew, my, my, my opinions changed on that matter. Because I said, if my wife stepped out, I'm leaving. That's done. Is mm-hmm. the covenant broken? I'm out. And then people, you know, I have friends talking to me about certain things like, well, you know, why would you do that? You know, you know, I know what she did was wrong. But at the end of the day, you kind of being selfish. I'm like, how so? He's like, well, because you're supposed to operate in that forgiveness and you leaving just because she cheated. You're not even thinking about the fact that she may have failed or, over, or didn't fall into temptation or you got kids. Like, and, I'm, and I start looking I'm like, you yeah, know, that's a good point. Although it's hurt. A lot of times I think it's not the right. unforgiveness part. I think it's the hurt that's, that causes people to, to get the divorce over and maybe even in the, the embarrassment. But I would say, for me, <laughs> it depends on where it happened. Like, if it happened my first year of marriage, I don't have that much of a commitment. Like, I don't have that much time vested, not commitment, time vested. Right. So I probably would like, yo, we just, we this early and this is happening. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave. But 20 years in, man, you got a lot to think about. Right. You know, 20 right. years in, you done right. been married. 20 years, you done built. Y'all are really a part of each other. Like, y'all yeah. have cleaved. Y'all are one person. So that's like ripping a part of your body out, although it would hurt. You know, you still have to consider that too. It's like that's twenty years you invested in the person. So now, over a twenty-year investment, the one person, you know, one person stepped out. 
you know, even if it's a, a six month affair compared to twenty years, mm-hmm. it's like, am I gonna throw this away or am I gonna just work past this? You know, because this, this is the rest of my life. I'm talking. This is twenty years I've given this person. You know, it's like, it's a lot to think. I'm not saying go one way or the other. I'm saying it's a lot to think about. Right. You know, because for those people who say, you know, you know, const, you know, a, a divorce is over affair. I get that. That's the first thing you think about when you get married, though. It's like, for me, it was like, well, if she cheated, then I'm out. Or, you know, people talk about that. If she cheated, I heard people say that if she cheated or if he cheated, we did, we're getting a divorce. But that's going in. But, like, I'm thinking 20 years in, you, it makes you think a little bit different. It does. That's all I was going to say. It does, man. I, man, this is, uh, <laughs> wow. This is, I didn't even, I didn't even see this woman's response. All right, what you and, got? You're gonna like this one. This is gonna really intrigue you right here. And she 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 put a lot. I'm paraphrasing. Uh, she, and she has at the beginning, biblically speaking, mm-hmm. the part that I'm smiling about is because I'm reading something that I did not know. All you right. Know? And and where and and me and you you just said like the only grounds for is uh, pretty much you know uh, adultery. So okay, go ahead. Is that the only grounds? It's it's not. Okay, but because I'm, I'm, I'm going. I was going to go with it later. I said because because woo, what I just read right here, Come man, on. it just takes the whole. It covers the whole abuse area. All right, let's hear. So, it. so she has biblically speaking, before God, marriage is a lifetime relationship that should never be severed by human action. In the book of Malachi, God says that He hates divorce, and as Malachi two and sixteen, God's perfect will is the preservation of society and 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 future generations by the pre, by the preservation of marriage. Yes. God will give anyone great help in sustaining a marriage and that is very true. Marriage relationship or in the reconciliation of an estranged marriage partners in extreme cases there are only two grounds for divorce and remarriage. When adultery has taken place a divorce can be obtained because adultery is already Severed the marriage relationship and divorce is a formal uh, acknowledgement of what has already taken place. Okay. The Apostle Paul added to the teachings of Jesus what is called the Pauline privilege. According to this concept, Paul taught that if an unbelieving spouse leaves a believer, the believer is not bound to the marriage relationship, but is free to remarry. 1 Corinthians 7.15 and some people recognize such a thing as a constructive uh desor yeah des- is is that word desertion i don't know i can't see it <laughs> yeah desertion constructive desertion yeah uh, desertion mm-hmm. such a thing as constructive desertion which would be when a husband so brutalizes his wife that it is impossible to live with him any longer or when a wife has so harassed or brutalized her husband that it becomes impossible for him to stay with her. When that happens, whether or not the person actually moves out, the situation is equivalently of desertion, and divorce and remarriage are permissible. All right, that's the end of the show. So, <laughs> so no, um, actually, that's that's the one I was going to go to. That was my number two. Oh, yeah, okay. If, if it's an See, that's new knowledge. And that's, to me. that's that's great wisdom for her to use the scripture that way too. Um, that's just great. That was heavily yeah. broken down, and, yeah. and 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 I want you to like. Okay, so I have you have a lot of people out here when you start talking about marriage and divorce and stuff like that. You have people that you know. I'm gonna just read what this one this this one brother said. He says, "Not being equally yoked." How can two come together lest they agree? Everything else unless 
it's life-threatening, then it could be concealed. People mm-hmm. look for any reasons to quit these days, but always listen to what God says. Now, where he's where he's talking about, he, he got that scripture from 2 Corinthians 6 and 14. And I'm going to read this scripture because this is um something that a lot of people um, use when mm-hmm. it comes to marrying someone that may be of another belief system or, you know, another religion. And, you know, people actually tell you, you know, don't, don't, you can't get with someone who doesn't believe what you believe. And Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 6.14 says, do not be equally yoked together with unbelievers for what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness and what communion has light with darkness and what accord has Christ with uh, Bilal or what part has a believer with an unbeliever? Okay. So, so pretty much, I've heard people use the scripture to 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 tell people you can't marry someone that's a Muslim uh, because he doesn't believe, and he may be, he believes in God. Uh, you know, Allah is another yeah. name for God. You know, they just don't believe that Jesus was the Son of God. So, pretty much not believing in His Son. But this is what scriptures, this is what people use, and that's what one of the brothers that used that saying, you can't be equally yoked with someone. So that's grounds for a divorce to marry someone who doesn't believe what you believe. Okay. So again, I, I disagree with that. Okay. And a reason being, of course, um, if you saved and then and one person, like if you both get married and y'all not saved and one person gets saved and all math, you unequally yoked. Do you get a divorce at that point? So that doesn't make any sense to me. Also, I think that scripture is not talking about marriage. I think it's talking about relationships, period, in general. Mm. Not being yoked with the unbelievers. It doesn't, it doesn't even use the word married in there. It doesn't. Now, however, the author of that book is Paul, right? Same, right? Same guy who wrote 1 Corinthians. So sure I'm going to go to 1 is. Corinthians uh, chapter 1. Oh, sorry. 1 Corinthians chapter 7. I'm, I'm going to start at verse 10. And I'm going to read on down, and y'all going to see what I'm talking about here. He says, Unto the married, I command thee. Uh, command, yet not I, but the Lord, let not the wife depart from her husband, but if she depart, let her remain unmarried or be reconciled to her husband. And let not the husband be, let not the husband be put away from his wife. But to the rest I speak, I, not the Lord, if any brother have a wife that believeth not, which means an unbeliever, mm-hmm. and she be pleased to dwell with him, mm-hmm. let him not put her away, right. not, not divorce her. And the woman which has a husband that believeth not, and if he's, ple- and if he's pleased to dwell with her, let her not leave him. This is this is part one of that scripture the lady read earlier. Right. I'm going right into that. For the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife, and the unbelieving wife is sanctified by the husband. Else, it says, uh, else were your children unclean, but now they are holy. But if the unbelieving depart, let them depart. Right. So that means if you have an unbelieving husband, an unbelieving wife, and they want to leave, then it's good. Let them leave. So, but if they're an unbeliever and they want to chill with you and be with you and be married, it's not grounds for divorce, people. Mm. So that and 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 and. and you can argue all day long, man, but you can't argue with scripture. That, that's just the bottom line. You can try, but at the end of the day, those words still gonna be those words, even after you get done arguing. And so, and so, I just, I definitely, I, I'm glad that the young lady brought the scripture up about leaving an abusive marriage because a lot of, because a lot of people don't read the scripture. I mean, actually, I didn't see that. I, um, all the scriptures I saw read, they strictly say stay married. Mm-hmm. They say only thing, only ground for divorce in God's eyes is. Mm-hmm. Uh, sexual immorality or mm-hmm. of um, cheating, the, but and they also said if a woman's like if, they, if the woman is bound to her husband until he dies, like they say in the scriptures, I mean in the marital things, to death do you part. Right. And and so when you look at that, and I mean I looked at it, and also, that's all I saw. Boom, stay married, stay married, stay married. Other than infidelity, right. so I can see why people would say 
if your spouse is beating you, the scriptures don't support you leaving. However, that doesn't make that doesn't sound right to me either. Like, wow, right. God, I don't want you to be in a relationship with you know you're getting your your brains beat out or what you know and that, and that just doesn't make sense. Like, what if he's abusing your children? What if he's sexually abusing you? Right. However, I think with some people because people get to argue. When you talk about scriptures, whatever you put up, post, people go arguing, they go back and forth. But the thing is mm-hmm. this. I'm just trying to exchange knowledge, information. Right, right. But my understanding is the only grounds for divorce is adultery, according to the scriptures that I've read that's, that pointed out clear as day. Right. However, I think people are using divorce and separation in the same line. Now, I think the people who are saying that, I hope <laughs> that people are saying if you're in an abusive marriage, you know, legally you can't be divorced. I'm hoping they're still saying get out of the situation. Because I think when mm-hmm. people are saying stay, that don't mean, I don't think they're saying stay. I'm not saying stay. I say yeah. The scripture I read, if you're in a marriage and you don't want to and, and you're being abused, you need to leave. I'm not saying leave the marriage. Yeah. Maybe you need a separation. Get out of the situation. And Paul said they could be separated for a while and, and let reconciliation take place. Right, right. But it's like if you're in a situation like that, by no means are you to stay there. Yeah. Whether yeah. you separate, divorce, that's on you, but the scriptures doesn't support I don't say we're there clear enough to support leaving just over every other reason. But I do agree with the lady when she broke it down about the the um making it unlivable to be there. Yeah, yeah. And it's and, like, you just can't, I just can't see that happen. Like, I can't see you telling someone to stay in a marriage when they're getting beat up. Like, next time you see you, you might not see them. But you actually have, you actually have uh, friends, you mm-hmm. have you have pastors that do tell people to stay in there because they, they lay in on those scriptures. <clears throat> and, um, you know, me and you have the same friend. And I'm going to just quote exactly what he said on his, um, on his, on his post. And it's, um, I'm going to just say what it says. People, God cares more about you than he does vows. And that does not mean um, disrespect your vows or anything like that. He simply means if you are being abused, God cares more about your well-being, your mental health, your your your, your, your physical state, you know what I'm saying, well-being. All of that more than he cares about you remaining to hold a vow to someone um, that is that that means you no good. That means you nothing but full blown harm, you know. And it's it's um preachers, man, pastors, stop telling folks, man, to stay in an abusive marriage. Like that's you dangerous. Know, you're gonna pay for that. You know, that's, so that's, gonna, that's gonna be that blood on your hands if something happens to that person because literally you are their shepherd and you need to really dissect that word a little more or y'all need to go to God and ask for more clarity because. I don't even see how something in a physical person's analytical mind could tell a woman to remain in an abusive physical marriage. You know, whether you're married or not. Like, the, yeah. some some part of your human side, if your spirit is blinded, some part of the, the, the human analytical, analytical side of you has to kick in and be like, okay, because if, if I'm telling my shepherd, my sheep, one of my sheep that, I'm definitely going before God and asking him. Yeah. Like, wh- like why is that so? Like, why was my, do she, she have to remain in something like this? Yeah. But if if pastors did that, they would get the revelation that that's not what he was saying. Yeah, you know, and and to go back to what you were saying, um, she specifically said the Pauline privilege. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things that are not in the 66 books that you can read that are yeah. still part of the 600 plus scrolls. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So people, if you want to, because um, I'm sure there's people like Pauline privilege. Like yeah. what is that? You know. That if if I'm not mistaken, that's outside of the 66 books. But if you just research the Pauline privilege, because there's still, if I'm not mistaken, some letters that never that they took out of yeah. the scrolls okay. that Paul wrote. So you know, if because if, I know some people are like you know, um, 
did she or what version of that Bible was it where it says brutalized? Because you know they they read yeah, the Bible so much yeah. that they put in different words. So I don't. She didn't have what version of the the Bible that was, but mm-hmm. it's gonna make me want to look up the Pauline privilege just so I can actually see you know where that came from. Yeah, I got you. I want to I want to comment because someone said something basically was saying stay in the situation because God uses everything for good of those who love the Lord. All things gonna work out for your benefit. I agree with that statement wholeheartedly i don't agree with the way it was used like my point being like the the thing is if you're getting beat up in the marriage your life is at danger Mm -hmm. so even if god is using that for your good it's not meaning you stay there and get beat up he might be using that as a a means for you to escape that situation to prompt you to leave this dude who's not for you or whatever that's what i think yeah that's just my person but i know for a fact that god does not want you staying in an abusive relationship and you leaving and I'm not saying divorce. I'm saying just leave. Get out mm-hmm. the situation. Move out. Whatever you got to do. They got mm-hmm. shelters. Move out. Get out of the situation. Yeah. And I do believe God can reconcile anything. I do believe because people's like, well, God can reconcile. He can work on things. And I agree 100%. Mm-hmm. But, but while he's working on it, you it's not safe for you. Yeah. So yeah. get to safety first. Now I got back all the way up to this dude who said that it's okay to get divorced. Because God felt good divorce Israel because he fell out of love with Israel. Now God did divorce Israel. Mm-hmm. But divorce... The way he used it, it's, it's a different type of divorcing, like, a marital spouse as opposed to a divorce in, like, a country or a, a group of people. Mm-hmm. And when God did that, it was because they were disobedient and they were cheating with him on God basically by entertaining other things uh, that weren't on God. idol gods. Yeah, idol gods. But that's not the same. It's not that God fell out of love with them. He pulled away because they broke the covenant the same way he grants his permission to break the covenant if the covenants are even broken with the uh, infidelity. Right. It wasn't because God fell out of love with people. That doesn't make any sense because God is not about falling in love and falling out of love with God. It's, it's love. It's, it's, it's agape love. Like, even if you're married and you fall in love with each other, that don't mean you get a divorce all of a sudden. Right. right. You know, and it's like, now I, now I got to jump on it. You don't got me in my soapbox. But my point being, <laughs> people get divorced over ridiculous things. They do. And it's like, you don't vow to this person to be with them forever. Marriage is a permanent thing. When you get divorced over stupid stuff, you do make a mockery out of the, out of the marriage covenant in itself. Mm-hmm. And it's like falling out of love, despite how hard it may be and how frustrated it could be, that's not a reason. Believe it or not, being unhappy is not a reason, a biblical reason to get a divorce. Now, being unhappy because you're getting beat up, that's different. But when you give up on a marriage because you're just simply unhappy, you're giving up on the possibility of it getting better. So let me ask you a question. Let yeah. me ask you a question. And and this is just real talk because this is cross talk. Let's do it. So you, you've been married how long? Man, I just, I just celebrated my 19-year anniversary. 19-year anniversary. So, so, so. We, not just me. We. we. So yeah. let, me, let, me give you a, let me give you a real-life situation where brothers is really going through right now this day. And some brothers uh, listen to the word and they'll just stay content in the marriage because they know God is going to be unpleased with it, but they're extremely unhappy. Mm-hmm. And being unhappy, man, unhappy does cause certain issues in the marriage that aren't supposed to be there, but you're unhappy. Okay. So you married that long. And I'm not talking about you specifically, you know, just hypothetically, you're married <clears throat> and I want to say for these 19 years. So for the past eight years, your spouse has just been like holding out. Like, you talking once every four months, every five months, and that is something that you definitely require and love, and prior to whenever <laughs> yeah. this blockage came, you know what I'm saying, you was getting it all the time. So Oh, I got what, an answer. Yeah, what about these, because talk to these brothers out here that's going through that presently. Well, I'm going to talk to you, realistically, that's a normal marriage. <laughs> Let me stop playing. I'm, I'm about to say. That's normal. Eight years in, you still getting it four times a year? That's, <laughs> yo, you were, you're killing it. 
All marriages are not like I'm what playing, he said. I am joking, y'all. But seriously, I get that. I, I get that. But at the end of the day, you still made vows. It, it wasn't a, when you made those vows, unless you made those vows specifically, like, yo, we, we're going to stay married until you stop putting out, mm-hmm. then you got to honor that vow. It is a frustrating thing. But just because it's not happening, and it does suck. I've had my dry patches too, and it does suck. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, you still have to love unconditionally. You still got to operate in that love. It's not about what you're getting and what you're not getting. And But it doesn't mean that's the end of the story. I'm, I'm not saying be content in that situation. I'm saying figure out how to work on that. Because that's right, a serious thing. Me, right, Hold so, on, let me finish. Hold on, let me finish. But you have to, and this is the question, because um, this is somebody asked me this question too, because I had, I had a situation similar to that. Mm-hmm. It wasn't no four years, four, you know, it wasn't that sparse, but it was it was sparse and I would like it to have been. Mm-hmm. But the point is, some women um, go through changes, you know. Um, is it fair to them or is it fair to you? I mean, you have to you have to find out that way. But the, the needs are there to be met. You know, you, you marry, you got you have to meet each other's needs regardless. However, mm-hmm. when I was going through this, I did go to counseling, mm-hmm. and my counselor had to ask. He asked me a question that made me really, really think. And the question was this: What if she had an accident and she could not physically perform sex? Mm-hmm. Well, she literally could not have sex. Would I stay with her? So I think you have to ask yourself those questions when you're looking at that because that's, that's a deep question. Because it's so, there's so, a lot of brothers that would get divorced off that. They'd yeah. be like, nope, nope, I can't do it. But is that real love though? Because that's is that signal? Because <laughs> to me that sounds that sounds worse, <laughs> no, right? That's the does, better for worse. It does. It does. It, it sounds like brothers would be like, it's, it, I love her, but you yeah. want you say but because you there are people, it. there are women out there that probably can't physically have sex, and so. I don't know what I would do in that situation. I'd like to say, yeah, I will stay married. I, I plan on it. I mean, if it ever came down to it. However, that's what you have to really look at, though. See, me and my wife would have to come up with some kind of agreement. Like, I'm, I'm just being... Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. That's what I'm saying. Don't mean you stay content. Figure out a way to work it out. It's got it's other see, ways. See, I'm, see I'm, just, I'm just too... I'm just being too... Reali- like... Not being too I, real. This is false. No, we're realistic. Like, there are situations... Because I'm, cause I'm like... This, I, I hear what descriptions and, and and I'm speaking from experience. So okay. and, and I'm somebody who is who loves God. I, I, I stay I'm I'm somebody who I was married for thirteen years and I did exactly what God told me to do towards the very end. You know, and that was so, so what happened in the no, middle. When I say I'm, two, I'm, let me clarify it because Step always gotta crack a joke, boy. That was a serious it's, question though, but okay. m- meaning we both we both collectively and individually did things to tarnish our marriage. Okay. You know, there was no, uh, she did this, I did that. It was a collectively, you know what I'm saying? Um, when God showed me, me, like my dirt, my filth, my nastiness in my own marriage, Mm -hmm. that's where my depression came from because I'm over here feeling like I'm 90% higher and I'm right for what I'm, why I want a divorce. Yeah. You're over here with your valid reasons, and yours don't supersede mine. So I'm, 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 I'm all about how I feel. Yeah. So when I went to him, and it's like, okay, this is how I feel. I'm tired. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, and, and of going through this, he showed me me. He showed me nothing about her. Mm-hmm. He showed me all my filth. Yeah. And it messed me up wow. because, because I'm, I'm over here like, no, you got my back. Like, like you see what she doing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and everything he showed me was my dirt, my filth. Mm. So, what that did, and and he the, the exact words he said to me was, um, "Fight 
do not divorce. Yeah. Now, these are audible words I heard from him myself. No prophet, no nobody came to me, no mm-hmm. nothing. It was in my prayer time. and I, so, when, so when I got there, I fought. I mean, I fought. And I mean, I... I, my, my kids can tell you, they saw their father do some things he wouldn't have never in his life done. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, I'm talking about like belittling myself to, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. I didn't care because... You're fighting. Yeah. And, and, and on top of that, he poured like an extra dose of his unconditional love to be able to endure and bear certain things I was going to have to see to turn around and show love to. Mm-hmm. So the funny part was this. Now, all the time God had told me to fight. I'm thinking he's telling me to fight and don't divorce because he's going to reconcile and make this of thing course. better. Of course, that's what I would think too. Right. Nope, that was not his intentions. He, he, he told me to fight and do everything I can to make it last because when she actually divorces you, you will be at peace, she will struggle. Mm. So it was all for my benefit. He was yeah. like, I, I, I need you. Now, it's completely up to you and her to work it out. Y'all mm-hmm. both human beings. Y'all yeah. have free will. So both of y'all have to come together to me and be like, I want to make this better. Yeah. So, you know, I, I was trying to do that and she actually tried at for a short period of time as well. <clears throat> but through, you know, everything we put each other through, she just couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even, I, I actually understand yeah. Her not being able to do it. I'm just glad that I'm in the place that I'm in right now because I will still be bound. I will yeah, still be yeah. asking myself, well, maybe if I tried this and maybe if I tried that, the fact that I tried everything, mm-hmm. I have total peace with it. That you know, you, know you did everything you're supposed to do. Exactly. I got so, you. so it's one of those things where you know you think God is God is telling you one thing, you think it's for one reason, mm-hmm. but He already know the future. Yeah. Like, he already know that this is not going to work. But but I can't have you depressed. And, and spending years trying to get over this because I got work for you to do. I got you. For my kingdom. So I yeah. need you to fight. <laughs> so he, this, yeah, yeah, he just redirected me. And you dope. think it's one thing, but I'm steering you in his direction so you can still be wholly complete in that piece, mm-hmm. you know, when the outcome comes. I got you, man. That's dope. All right, I got to revisit the sex things. I want to make sure I, I was clear. I wasn't saying it's okay if, if the sex of being withheld for long periods mm-hmm. in the marriage. I wasn't saying it's okay. I'm still saying that's not grounds for divorce. No, it's not. However, it is. It, we're both accountable to each other. But Paul talks about you know having sex and making sure that's a consistent thing happening. Yeah, I will just say if you've been in a marriage and it's eight years in, and it's not. I'm not saying you went from having it four times a week to once a week. Then you, it's a cause of panic. Things do change. But if you're having it like very far and few, like you can't name the last time you had sex together. Then I think I know. There's a disconnect. It's, it's a disconnect. Yeah. And you, you need to investigate that and work on that. Don't just say, oh, she's not putting out. I'm all supposed to be content. Yeah. Just sit down. No, no, no. Yeah. That, now, I, I will I say definitely this. say fight for that. Yeah, I will say this. And this is something that my mother schooled me on because my mother is. It's she, awesome. She, yeah. Come on. You took words right out of my mouth. But she's she's a she's a counselor, a nurse. I mean, she's a lot. So what she helped me understand is brothers y'all need to y'all need to hear this people if you get with a woman and she doesn't have any children and y'all have kids or her second child the woman's body changes it I understand. It, 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 it the sexual organs they the ovaries they all change the chemistry the chemical balance it all changes so their sex drive may be real high prior to the first child, and then even after the, the first child, it was still the same. But the second child coming, and now you realizing there's things changing. So, man, you have to understand that there's a lot of times when women on their second child, they don't even understand why they 
they're feeling or acting the way they are, mm-hmm. it's a it's a chemical thing. So, you know, and, and, and I'm saying this to the brothers because a lot of times brothers don't take the time out to really, really, really understand women to the to the best of our ability that we can. Mm-hmm. Especially, you know what I'm saying, the woman that you're actually with. So, you know what I'm saying, you have to and there's ways to stimulate a woman's mind, you know what I'm saying, to get her in to where you need her to be when you actually want to do something. Women, mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now, putting handcuffs on what belongs to that man if y'all married, that's not a good thing. That's that, almost that, like driving him out. It's, it's right. It's going. It's going. There's a 88.9 percent chance he gonna find that somewhere else. And this is how the enemy works. The minute you put handcuffs on, the enemy is throwing somebody who got loose legs all over the place right in his face. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and then it's up to that brother to be strong enough to say no. Consistently. Consistently, consistently say no. Enough. Because while you consistently not giving out, the the enemy is consistently throwing stuff in his direction. You know what I'm saying? So women. Men, at the end of the day, if any kind of issues y'all have, man, counseling is the deal. Yes. Like I, spiritual counseling, regular counseling. Don't let nobody tell you just because y'all save, you ain't supposed to be sitting on somebody's couch getting some real counseling. Like, y'all need both of them because it's pivotal. It works. The only thing I can address, and I'm going to speak it from experience, is if you have two parties that are going through, one party is willing to go to counseling, the other one isn't. Counseling will be destruction. That is that is from experience because when you go to counseling, you can't be willing to hide anything. It's like walking in the door completely naked and exposing yourself to someone who you do not know. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it is all to better, you know, y'all relationship all together. So if you have someone that doesn't want to go to counseling and someone that does, like, Pray fast for real because the 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 ending result is not going to be a good one. If the if the person doesn't want to admit they have issues and then the person don't want to receive counseling, I really really hate to say this, but it will be torment to the person to remain in a in a marriage like yeah. that. Like you know, you fast and you pray for so long, and then if you see nothing. After two, three years of doing the same thing, what do you do after that? Like, I understand scripture yeah. and I understand, like, stay in it, but I'm like, we still wrapped in flesh. We We're still true. human. I hear you. So it's like, we'll be ready to go. God, okay, this ain't working, so I'm going over here. Right, right. And and and, and it's not encouraging to do that. I will bring my, my, my sister. She actually went through, like, a separation with her marriage, and, and only the spiritual people will really get this. She did not want to step out, but you know, women have the same urge as men do. She literally prayed to God and asked God to be her comforter, to be that one that, that fills that need, that, that sexual desire need. And, and legit, believe it or not, that, that woman told me like, she really felt like she was being made love to in the middle of the night while she was asleep. Like when she woke up, she felt relieved. Like, not like, you know, saying like she had, masturbated or something like that, but she really felt like Abba came and like comforted her and loved on her and fulfilled that desire so that she would not step out. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And that ain't far fetched to me because I'm I'm like if I'm praying to God, I'm like, God, I'm 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 in your will. I'm not trying to step yeah. out, don't want to, but I need you to fulfill I need you to take the urge I don't want you to take the urge away because I still want my wife. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because and it's not because the thing about this is when you in that mode, most men don't want other women. They want their wife. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's they don't even want to step out and go do something else. So it's one of them things, man, man, prayer is is vital. Prayer is extremely vital. 
All right, so that's Big Punch Counseling. He offers counseling Monday oh through Friday. For- and that's been, look, look, Steph Swig. You can catch him on Steph Swig's Corner tomorrow talking about the same thing, part two. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank y'all for tuning in. That's a great one, man. That's a great one. But either way it goes, summing it up, no divorces other than uh, abuse or. <laughs> other, yeah, other than, yeah, uh, yeah what, uh, fornication, yeah. adultery, uh, other than adultery and getting your behind it. Yep. Have enough sense to get out the situation. I don't care who you are. Right. Out the situation. Leave. Right. All right. That's it, man. Oh, let me give. Oh, we got to give shout outs. Uh, we got great listeners this week. We got, oh, we got new cities on here. We do? Yeah, man. So, of course, Tokyo still number one. Yeah. I need somebody from Tokyo to come on this show. We, man. we really do. We need to be So, Tokyo's number one still. We got Stone Mountain, Georgia listening still. Millsville, Georgia still here with us. Fayetteville, Georgia. Jonesville, Georgia. Houston, Texas is That's what's up. Smyrna, Georgia. My family in Newark, New Jersey done tuned in this week. I got somebody in Bronx, New York tuned in. Got McDonough tuned in. That's probably your mama down in McDonough. So so check this out. Man, we got honorable mentions. We got Gray, Georgia, and, and T-Net, New Jersey, and Times. We know y'all still tuning in. So thank you for your consistent support, all your love, all your prayers. Thank you so much. Tune in next week. I'm Steph Swig. This is Cross Talk Radio. Peace.